That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll podcast episode 64 how you guys doing today joining me as most of the time at this point my boy adam host of the fumble brewski podcast adam say what's up to the people what's up to the people (sighs) all right i hope you guys on this sunday if you are watching it with me i hope you guys enjoy your palm sunday if you are christian or catholic obviously it is the lord's day but today is a very special sunday for us catholics and christians so, and I believe it was Passover for people that celebrate um, Judaism recently. So, if I'm right on that, happy Passover also. But without further ado, we got to make this a quicker episode. So, let's get right into it. Make sure you hit that follow button slash subscribe button, whichever platform you're on YouTube. If you're watching this with me on the premiere, thank you. As always, y'all know, y'all are my favorite people out there. Adam, before we get into it, you got anything to say to the people? Eduardo Rodriguez is a number three. And he proved it by not being ready. Going into our first bit of news, Eduardo Rodriguez was scratched on opening day with a dead arm. So this article says a week ago, uh, the Red Sox announced that Erod as the team's opening day starter, but for the second straight season, he'll be scratched from the season's first game, this time after dealing with a dead arm. True number two would never... Just saying. Okay. Let's calm yourself for a second. All right. The thing with him is we can't rush him back. He has been without baseball for a year. There's no reason at all to push him. We are not World Series contenders. He is not a significant part to a World Series team. There is no reason to push him in the slightest. So why would we push him to make an opening day start if he's not ready? I'm questioning as to why he's not ready. It's got a dead arm. He he was out for his for his heart, not his arm. Uh, that was last year. This this year just has a dead arm. It's always something with this guy. I'm telling you, he's he's been dealing with injuries. He's he reminds me a little bit of Clay Buckles, and it's starting to scare me a little bit. I I can see that. I don't like making that same comparison, but I can see where you're coming from. I sure hope he, I I hope I'm wrong, but it, it's mm-hmm. looking more and more like it, and it's scaring me just a little bit. Yeah. But he's uh, that type of player. He like he gets your hopes up and he breaks your heart. No pun intended. Here's here's the thing though. Cora came out and said he didn't feel as strong as the previous outings arm wise. Shoulder arm, there's nothing specific there, but it's one of those he's pushing. He was pushing hard for Thursday, but the smart thing from our end is to play smart, take the decision out of the player, and we make the decision for him. As far as the schedule, it doesn't add up. He played catch yesterday and hasn't thrown a bullpen. And you start adding days, and you run out of days. So, I get it. If if you're overworking him, and plus he he had a ton of innings compared to everyone else this, um, this spring training, it was him and Garrett Whitlock that took the majority of the innings. Eduardo Rodriguez. Yes. 
So don't give him so many innings if you're not trying to – so you, you're not trying to rush him back, but then you give him a lot of innings? But he was feeling great for the majority of it, but then recently his arm's just been dead. So that's part of being a major leaguer. You have to be smart about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, you and I, we, we played baseball back in high school. When we pitched, you have, to, you have to ice your arm, and you have to be smart about the innings that you pitch, and don't pitch on back-to-back days for too many innings. And there were rules about that stuff in high school too. Like you know, you know how you be in the um, when you're playing like MLB 21, and you just throw out your ace for like four straight starts in the World Series. <laughs> Have you ever done that? In what? What is this for? In MLB, the MLB. show. I don't play video games, but I oh, can. I forgot you're terrible. On. I do watch. I mean, I watch baseball. So I see in the World Series where they literally use their ace as a weapon because it's literally like the end of the season. Can't stop now. Mm-hmm. They've done it with – the Cubs did it with Lester back in 16. The, the Giants did it a lot with Bumgarner. You know, it's actually – that's what I really love about that postseason baseball, especially late in the postseason where it's just like, like it's the end of the season, really like don't hold back now. You know, I love that. You got all off season to recover. Kill yourself now. You got the off season. Right, but I need the people to crucify Adam in the comments for not playing video games. I mean, how are you 20, 21, you're 21, 21 years old and not playing video games? My dad was like severely against it. And I just, from like a young age, I, I played the Wii back in like, let's go. Back when I was like, it's something. 10. Hey, the Wii, was, the Wii is something. All right. I played like, yeah, but it was like Lego Star Wars, Mario Kart. Super Mario Bros. Hey, those are the like, games, though. All right, those, those are like the OG stuff. That's yes. like I don't know, but I just never played any of the like Madden. I never got accustomed to Halo, all that stuff. So he hosts a fun, he hosts a football podcast. He is consistently on a Red Sox podcast and has never played a football or baseball video game. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not true. Uh, there's a phone app. What's it called? MLB. No, that's no, that's not that's not a video game. All right. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Phone games are not video games. This is a good game. I deleted it. Wait. Oh, it doesn't let me. But it's called MLB TSB Tap Sports Baseball. Oh, that one. Oh, that's it's a yeah, good that's game. Not a video game. It's a good game. Drop something. Um, so next on the list we have, so Matt Barnes had tested positive for COVID-19. And because of that, we had eight players put in isolation that were considered close contacts to him when Matt Barnes tested positive. Uh, what does it say? The last 12 hours or by the end of the Pittsburgh game has been more positive news than negative. The morning... Saturday was a tough one, but I think we're in a better spot than we were early yesterday. Uh, Corey didn't say who was in isolation and didn't specify if they were players or coaches. All members were close on the 23rd, which was two days prior to the test, which resulted in his positive, and we'll have to isolate for at least seven days. So they might, might be back by April 5th. Well, that's, that's Matt Barnes. The rest will be back maybe before opening day. Here's Unless the they get COVID. 
Yeah. And it'll be longer. Uh, none others have tested negative or tested positive tested so far. Positive. So it's only Matt Barnes. The question is, who are these eight people? Are they players? Are they coaches? Are they significant parts of the team? Or are they guys who are just going to ride the bench? Well, Cora's never told us. So nope. I'm really hoping it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing that he's hot, that he's hiding it, that he's not telling us. He could mm-hmm. be not telling us because he doesn't give a damn about these players. Or he could be not telling us that. because it's a big because it's Verdugo and it's a big deal. Or it could be Bogarts or Devers, you know, some, one of the, one of our one of our young stars that we actually need for the future and mm-hmm. we want for opening day. So it could yeah. be a good thing, or it could be okay, not a big deal. But it is, you know, the guy who we can confirm who has it, Matt Barnes. I think you and I can both agree we don't give a damn about him. We don't care. Uh, we don't care about him baseball wise, but we care about him. What? Of course, yeah. That's what that's that's what I meant. Like to be let's, on let's the be field. specific let, so we, we don't get yeah, misquoted we need to be specific and canceled. On that. All right. Yeah. We let's, we let's of course we care about okay. everybody's health. We want everybody to be okay. Let's, we want, but I don't need Matt Barnes playing baseball. Uh, I don't need him playing baseball in the eighth or ninth inning. And I don't need any players to be named to be playing baseball unless their name is David Ortiz. That made no sense, but okay. Because David Ortiz was a player to be named. Yeah. Some That's sometimes. Why I said it. Sometimes. I have a bad feeling you're going to cancel me one of these days. You're going to get me canceled. It's it's a good thing that you that you specified that. I I know. Yes. People uh, these well, days they literally over mm-hmm. overanalyze everything and they say you meant this. I'm like no, that is not what I meant. Uh, and the fact that you interpreted it that way makes me a little. People are like. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get into that road. All right. Please, please don't cancel me out there. We, we fixed it. So the Red Sox made a ton of roster moves uh, a couple days ago. And we might have something close to an opening day roster. Now, most of the guys that you would assume would be part of this team are part of this team. There's one guy, though, named Kevin McCarthy. He had a great spring training, and I thought he was going to make the roster. But they sent him down to the um they sent him down to AAA and he might not be with the team that much longer because he can exercise what's called an upward mobility clause in his contract today and nothing um has come out about it but um the Red Sox have to offer McCarthy to every team and either let him go or add him to the 40 man roster if another club wants to add him to its 40 man so basically, the Red Sox, if he gets that clause, the Red Sox have to say, okay, what teams want him? And then any team can reach out and say, I want to put him on my 40-man. And the Red Sox can either say, well, we'll keep him and put him on our 40-man, or we're going to let him go. Yeah. So he had a great spring training. I don't have his exact stats in front of me, but he had a great, great spring training. Uh, Phillips Valdez made the roster. Here's the one thing that got me. Michael Chavis barely made the roster. Yeah, he's gotten a bad rep over the past couple of years. And that's, that's what scares me, right? It says here um, that we still have a couple more decisions to make into early next week. The first is choosing between Phillips Valdez, 
Um, what's this dude's name? Brewer. What's his first name? Something Col- Brewer. Colton Brewer. Colton Court. No, Corey Brewer is a basketball player. Col- Colton Brewer. Colton, maybe. Um, or a free agent for the final bullpen spot. It's got to be Valdez. All right, Valdez gave us too much last year to throw him down in the bull to throw him down in the minors. The second is deciding if Cordero, whose arrival to camp was delayed by COVID protocols, is ready to go for the opener. If not, Michael Chavis will make the team as a bench option. So it all depends if Cordero is ready. If Cordero is ready, Michael Chavis is going to be in the minors. And I said this last episode. I said to the people, I said, there's no way you're going to take Michael Chavis' talents and throw them down the minor leagues to be wasted. We're either going to have – Michael Chavis. I'll take Michael Chavis over Franchi Cordero. I will take Franchi Cordero over Michael Chavis. Thank you. Especially if we're fighting for an outfield spot, well, I will take Franchi Cordero over Michael Chavis. If you like finishing in last place every single year, then be my guest. If you like a dude who can barely make an MLB roster, then be my guest. You mean Franchi Cordero? You mean like Michael Chavis? Four A player. The guy who is currently fighting for a spot because the guy you're yelling about is taking his place. Aren't you trying to say like how frustrating it is for a guy of his talents to be in the minor leagues? Yes, and I and think he deserves that final say, roster. I'd rather take him over. Co- I Franchi think he Cordero. deserved that other roster spot, but I believe Franchi Cordero deserves it more. I think there are other people that can be slid down to the um to the minors. Here's the thing. The Red Sox are only taking 12 position players. They're having 14 pitchers, which scares me. Guys like, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey Springs? Is that his? No, Josh Taylor is still on the Red Sox roster, and I would much rather have Michael Chavis on this team than Josh Taylor and go 13-13. and 13. But no, we want to run 14 pitchers because why not? I think they're just trying to experiment with the, with the pitchers that they have on their roster right now, and they're trying to see what they have. You know, they're, the the uh, the minor, the pitching staff is terrible. It's putrid. Yeah. And I, and I get what that. they have right now at at uh, I think we we can be a lot more secure with we can be a lot more reassured with what we have for positional players rather than what we have at at. Uh, uh, on our pitching staff. But here, here's the thing also with the pitching staff, right? I'm, I'm completely cool with what you said about the experimenting with a different picture, pitcher, see who's going to work. But at the same time, we know Josh Taylor isn't going to work. All right, we've already seen that experiment. It did not go well. So take him out, put him in the minor leagues, and bring Chavis and Cordero and the other, 12, um, the other 11 position players, bring them all up. Who's Chavis and Cordero going to start over? Uh, Cordero's got the left field spot unless they want to give it to Marwin Gonzalez. And Chavis. We traded that guy. Which guy, Marwin Gonzalez? I'm I'm thinking about the the outfield that's completely gone. Moment. moment I'd rather take take Chavis in left field. Moment, Moment of silence for that outfield. Gone but not forgotten. R.I.P. Pouring out for my homies. I'll never forget. I'll never forget those win celebrations, those dances in the outfield. It's upsetting. 
It's I sad. saw it. I saw it. I, I can't believe I saw the last. No, never mind. That wasn't. They didn't dance. It was a walk-off that game. Never mind. But we saw one of the last times Mookie hit a homer in a Red Sox uniform. All right. I, I saw the last game he played. I saw game 162. I did too. It was upsetting. I was we weren't there. there. Or I think we were there for the last series. It was against it was against Baltimore. You weren't I didn't did you go that series? Because I, I believe I, I did. No, no, they won on a walk off in, in game one sixty two, didn't they? Yes. I was at I game one sixty two. I was I was there I was at the game right before it. We were at you the game right me. before it. You should it was I believe I did. It was just like we I mean we get like I said, we get I get military discount because so like we got tickets for dirt cheap, like 19 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah, we need to go. But speaking of Ben Attendee, all right, I was talking about this in the last episode. Apparently, what had happened was in 2019, right? Think about 2018, Benny. Great player. All-around player. Andrew Ben Attendee looked at the people who are getting paid that offseason. And he said, I want to be one of those guys that gets paid. So what did he do? He bulked up extremely. All right. He came in. He bulked up in 2017, I thought. Uh, twenty. It was 2018 offseason going into 2019. It, he it bulked, was 2017. He bulked up then. Really? Yeah. He, he, bulked, he was – people called him Benny Biceps. No, but in 2019, the Red Sox loved the player he was, but he bulked up even more. The Red Sox told him not to. But he did anyway because he wanted to hit more homers and be the guy that got paid due to his homers. Right? He got and Alex Cora said this entire story. I can't remember the art I can't remember the article that I got it from, but this one that I'm looking at is completely different. Um oh here's the quote. Ben Nintendi made a decision over the winter to get stronger. He did get stronger. People think he he was out of shape going into twenty nineteen. No, he actually got stronger, he gained some weight. In between October when we won the World Series in April of next year sometime, I don't know if it was him or his agent. It wasn't the organization decided, you know what, you need to hit home runs. And he did, but it came to a point where all of his numbers went down besides literally every single one of his numbers went down, even his homers. Yeah, he, he killed- didn't have that. He he dipped a little bit that yep. year. And then Core. Core said, you, you could see the swing. You could see the moves. It was a different player. It's not that he's slow. It was just a different body. His moves became slower to the baseball. He wasn't getting on top of the ball. He was trying to hit fly balls. Yeah, if Benny wanted to, he can hit 30 home runs, but he'll suffer, and we saw it. There were a lot of swings and misses. He became pull happy. I can that, certainly see that. He, that's directly he out have... of his head coach's mouth at the time. Yeah. That's he shouldn't have said that at the time. You don't actually say that. He said that recently. He said that recently. Oh, said that recently. Because I was going to say say Cora was his coach at the time. Yeah. That's. I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, because yes, you want to get stronger. Yes, you want to be one of those guys that gets paid. But he was just an all-around player. He wasn't great. He didn't excel at any one particular thing. He was like a Walmart brand five tool outfielder. Basically. That's, I mean, that's about what he is. 
And home he, runs. he decided he didn't want to be that anymore. He wanted to be a home run guy. He wanted to focus in on the home runs. And it cost him significantly. And that's why we're at the point where we're at today, where we lost so much potential in him because of him deciding, I want to get paid like Giancarlo Stanton. It's sad. I told you, I will, I'll always respect a player that focuses on defense so much more than a fo- player that focuses on home runs. His defense never really suffered. His defense was still okay. His defense was still good. And his mm-hmm. batting average was still in the 260s. Just His numbers dipped just about everywhere. You're right there. I'm yeah. just not trying to say. He, he never turned into a, a terrible player mm-hmm. until 2020 through 11 games. Yes. So he, he's played 11 horrible games in his career. No, it wasn't just – he played like 32 – games in 2020 no he only played like two weeks great i don't doubt you i just want to make sure before i he he barely played it he he didn't play very much but they took they put him on they put him on ir and 14 games 14 games so it wasn't he didn't play that much i think ben intendi's gonna get better there's no way he could be worse than he was there's if if he's worse than he was in 2020 he should retire then i will admit that i was wrong about andrew benintendi but he is going to get better i believe he will get better Mm -hmm. all right we got two more things we got to get into really quick first thing uh you want to do the funny thing or the more serious thing first up to you since we're talking, since we're being serious right now, let's let's stay on serious, and then we can get funny. Okay. So an article came out a couple of days ago from NBC Sports, and they said if this season goes south, if we start looking like the 2020 team over again, these are six guys that need to be traded immediately. And I want to get your decision. So just put yourself in the mindset. We are, let's say, 90 games into the season. And we are 35 and 50, or 35 and 60, or yeah. somewhere like 40 and 40 and 55, we'll say. We're, we suck. Which players is he thinking about? First one is Matt Barnes. I'd get rid of him even if we weren't. I'd get level. rid of him if he were 95 and 0. <laughs> okay. That's not even a big st- – are you sure this isn't the funny part? This is – I don't <laughs> – No. So that was the first one. The second one is Adam Adovino. Okay. We don't even know if he's going to pan out this season. Yeah. In all honesty, that one I would say wait until we actually see what he does. If he's good and we suck, I wouldn't get rid of him. If he's good and we suck, then you do get rid of him. Try to get something for him. I, I can see that, but – we still want to keep something for our bullpen because I, I still don't trust Matt Barnes. He's, yeah, he's like 35, but I wouldn't exactly. mind keeping him for another year or two. So trade him. Get something for him. But why not keep him and then have him for like a year or two more if he stays good? We don't know if he's going to stay We should have never old. traded this man, damn it. Yeah, that's what I thought. You and your little obsession. Kevin Pillar is the greatest thing to happen to the Red Sox in 2020, and you cannot deny that. Whatever you say. Whatever, what whatever you think is true. That's what I thought. Third is Michael Chavis. 
why do we care about these players? Why, why is he even bothering to mention them? I, because I if mean, we suck, Michael Chavis we... is a decent player. Like, he's, he's good. He's mm-hmm. a good utility guy. Maybe a backup coming off the bench. But Literally 15 minutes ago, you said you'd want to start him. I didn't say I want to start him. I said, where does he fit in the, in the starting lineup? You literally said you'd start him over Frenchy Cordero. Right, but is that much of a is that much of a that doesn't say much really. Just saying. You're right. It's Franchi Cordero. You're right. <laughs> but would you would you be considering of trading Michael Chavis if this if this season sucks? This is a young guy. He's young, but I think we've seen enough of him to realize what he is. He might have better year. He might be like a Travis Shaw where when we trade him, he'll have a have one good year where he's like a key pl- key part of that uh AL, that NLCS Milwaukee Brewers team. And mm-hmm. then then start to come down after that. But I think overall I think we know what Mar- Michael Chavis is. I I can agree with you on that one. I don't see too too much more upside. I hope he proves us wrong. I really do. But at this point, I wouldn't mind trying a diff- different direction. For yep. Vasquez. One year on his contract. If we, if we go down the hill, I'm for it. I love Christian Vasquez, but, I mean, again, that's another player, really, I don't care too much. It's – yeah. I mean, why is he not I, – I thought you were when you were mentioning players they would trade, I was thinking they would name Bogarts, Devers. Oh, no. Duco. Then I was going to be like, ooh. We do not trade those guys if, if the season goes south. I mean, if the season goes south, I mean, if they're not going to trade them, like, why trade any of them? There's, there's really no – I don't – You don't think we'll get that much return on investment with anyone else? I don't think we're going to get a, much of a return for anybody, honestly. Okay, so the final, the final two are – I hate living in a freshman dorm. Turn the final, on that white noise. Turn on that white the noise. The white noise is not stopping that. Someone is literally walking around with a Bluetooth speaker. They can go shove that Bluetooth speaker where the sun don't shine. The other two are Nathan Evaldi and J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez, there we go. If he has a career year and things are starting to look down, that's an interesting one. Wow. What, what are we calling a career year? Do you think he'll get up to 2018 form? 2018 form is a career year, yes. But do you think he'll be able to do that in 2021? I think he can. I think he's one of those players where he could, he could last a few years when he's older. Yeah, I, th- I, can, I think he can. I could see it going either way. Honestly, I I think he's gonna have nowhere near as bad a season as he did in twenty twenty. But even 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 if he doesn't hit twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. there's a there's still a gray area. Twenty eighteen was a damn good year. Yes, like that was a that was like a David Ortiz type. He filled that void. That for was David like a Ortiz Manny Ramirez esque year. He filled that void for David Ortiz for that one year and twenty nineteen. If you remember, mm-hmm. if he like. But there can be some gray area there between 2018-19 and 2020. Yeah, you know, like he could still have a great year if he doesn't if he's not quite at that level. 
So yes, I, I would. That's a tough one though. I, I love JD Martinez. I personally think you keep him, you sign him to another contract, and then next year, if it's still bad, then we get rid of him. Because then teams will say, oh, he's a year older than last year, but he's got that new contract, which means he's guaranteed with us. And they'll like that and give us more prospects than the one-year age difference. It's interesting. I love J.D. Martinez. I want to keep him. Mm-hmm. But who knows how long he can, he can sustain the success that he's had. And maybe, he's, he's, maybe his best days are already behind him. We mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, at that point, we won't even have the choice. Yeah. But if Here's- he has anywhere near what he had in 2018-19, I th- you might want to trade him, especially when we're trying to restock this farm system, which is still fairly bare. Mm-hmm. It's gotten better, I agree, but not where we want it to be, not nearly where it was in the early 2010s. You remember that farm system that they basically The 2012-2013 farm system, yeah. Yep. They just let it all go. They they used once Dave Ombrowski came in, they 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 put it to use. But you know, if you want to get anywhere near there, you start by trading JD Martinez when he gets good again. I I don't like it, but I can see. There's a team out there that's gonna be contending next year and is gonna go for it, and they would love JD Martinez in his prime, like at his best. But the problem is J.D. Martinez is a strict DH. So that means you're trading him to an AL team. Or an NL team. They'll just take no, him and find no him No NL team somewhere. will try and put him in the outfield. No NL team will try it. With his bat? With his bat wouldn't be worth it with the defensive liability. He can't play the outfield anymore. He could play first base. They'll try mm-hmm. something. They have to try something. If he is as nah, he's going he is- to be traded to a AL team which means you really want to trade him within teams that are going to be competing with us for the next couple of years, assuming father, he treats father time like he's Tom Brady and just doesn't feel like getting worse if he has that good of a season. Regardless where he goes, get some prospects for him, and there is going to be, even if it's just an NL team, just an AL team, there is going to be a team out there that's contending that's going to want to go for it and mm-hmm. try to get to win it all. It, there always is. So you take advantage of that. I can see that. So final thing we got on the schedule is a guy got up to the majors and has finally made an MLB roster for the first time in two years, maybe. Played for the Giants for a while. Then played for the Red Sox. Then went back to the Giants. And is now on the Braves. The fat man himself. The dude who needed time his home run shot with a calendar. There could be there's a couple players we could be talking about here. There's there's Prince Fielder. Never played for the Red Sox or Giants. And there's Pablo Sandoval. That's it. The fat man the panda. Finally made a roster with the Braves. Which, I mean, how? He... This man is about like 112 and a half pounds overweight. I don't know. 
I don't know how he's going to be used with this team, but I'm assuming sparingly. Let me just look at his stats for last year. Last year, guess how many games he played? Thirty-two. Thirty-four. I was close. So he's only thirty-four. He seems a lot older than that. Damn. So he um he played a total of one game with the Braves last year, where he got four plate appearances and didn't get a hit. But with the Giants, he had a two twenty batting average. Um with a 278 on-base percentage, which sucks. Something got into his head when he left San Francisco for Boston. He he was just not a fit for that he, city. He had he had a big head. And he was way too he was far too sensitive. Yeah, look l- listen to the difference in his numbers between his time I'm going to tell you his numbers from 20 2008-2014. All right, all his years first time with the Giants. Batting average, 345, 330, 268, 315, 283, 278, 279. Compare that with the last half of his career, he just he just got a big head after he won three World Series rings. I it could have been that, but if he won three World Series rings and got a big head, he should have been able to ma- to handle Boston. He's he should have been able to handle it. We we have that demand for guys who are like that who win us three World Series rings. Bro, he was slugging soda on the bench during games. And if had to he be was pulled out that, of games due to cramps. If he was doing that in San Francisco and was winning, then he should have no trouble Guaranteed winning not here. not doing that in, in San Fran and just got complacent here. Because, I mean, you got, you, got the, you got the rings. You got three of them, right? That's three more than the majority of players will ever have. He's always been fat, Robert. Yes, I know. He's always been fat. But listen, you have those three World Series rings. You get paid – so much money, you're swimming in it. What more do you need? He got complacent. He didn't want to win anymore. Called Apparently it. His, called uh, it his early retirement. Is, his favorite food is uh, cheeseburgers. Thumbs he loves to eat me. cheeseburgers. Apparently, he has a thing for yelling at his teammates to stop looking at his girlfriend. How much? How much money was he paid? Uh, Red Sox contract. Yes, Red Sox contract. Let me see. I'd imagine it's somewhere roughly around the amount of cheeseburgers he eats in a week. Uh, no, that's 2020. We're still paying him. We really are, aren't we? Uh, I've said for years, there's no, there's no reason why this team, with the resources it has, should ever finish anywhere near first place. They have all this money. But if they had the brains of a Theo Epstein, <clears throat> who we used to have, if five we had five years, ninety-five million. 
want to make a bet that he's eaten more cheeseburgers in that five-year span? 95 million? Yep. All right. Give me, give me one thing that was good this week. One thing that was good this week. Crazy trade that happened a couple of a couple of days ago in the NFL world. The the Miami Dolphins made a trade with the San Francisco 49ers. They traded their number three pick for and I believe there was a late round pick in there too for the 12th pick that they for the 12th pick that the 49ers had, a 2020 a 2022 second rounder. First, first rounder. rounder. The 2023 20, first, rounder. first rounder. And a 2023 and a, rounder. And a third rounder. They get all these assets. Right. Then they make another trade. They go over to the Eagles. The Eagles, who I don't even know what the hell they're doing at this point. They they're don't know what the hell they're trying. doing at this point. They're I mean, not they, got, tra- they, got, they got an extra first. They, they got an extra first, but they so that's, punted that's, from the top 10 of one, of one of the better drafts that I've seen in recent years. But everyone's going to be QB happy in the first four picks. So that leaves the last eight to get to 12, and you got plenty of choices there. When it's, not, ch- it's not a bad move to get an extra first rounder by the Eagles. When you have a chance to get a when you have a chance to get Jamar Chase, you take that chance. You take that guy. And you build around Jalen Hurts. They're you don't probably, punt from the draft because you're too nervous to pick. Oh, we're in the top ten. I don't want to mess this pick up. We're gonna punt and we're gonna get another first rounder next year. They're probably gonna oh, get they're probably they're gonna so, just get an O lineman. They don't know what the hell they're doing over they're, there. They're just All gonna right. get an O lineman and pray but, he pans out like he's Tristan Wirfs. Anyways, they trade they trade back. Uh, so the Dolphins traded back and they got a the, a haul for it. Mm-hmm. Then they trade back up and they get the Eagles number six pick for and they traded an additional first round first round pick. The, one of the first round picks they originally acquired. So it wound up that 12 pick wound up just being a placeholder. So the Eagles mm-hmm. go back to 12. The Dolphins go back to go to six. Now, this is interesting because number one. No team trades that far up, gives up that many assets in the San Francisco 49ers to not take a quarterback. So that but, means who's on the market? Possibly Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. So but you here's and I, the thing. Patriots fans, we could be in for something. But here's the thing. What if no one wants Jimmy G with that contract and that injury prone? So what do you do? You start Jimmy for three games and then, and then bench your top three QB. And then once you need to pass a torch over – you then start your top three QB, but then bench the guy who was once the richest QB in all of football. So what they could do is have have so this 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 49ers roster is built for now, like right now. So what they could be what they could do is start Jimmy Garoppolo his first year, and whoever they draft, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance or even Zach Wilson, if he falls down there, he's going Zach, to the Jets. He's um, going to the Jets yeah, after uh, after yeah. that throw. Yep, no, that's why they the traded him. They they saw that one throw and yep. gave up the organization again. He's gone. Now, they might try to contend for one year, kind of like how the Chiefs under Alex Smith, they tried to contend for one year after mm-hmm. they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson steps in, and all of a sudden, Super Bowl contenders. It's usually year two where a quarterback – where a truly great quarterback really steps up. Year two of being in the league, that is. Tom Brady, year two in the league, Super Bowl. 
Mm-hmm. Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes, year two in the league, Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, year two in the league, MVP candidate. No, in full no, the Super Bowl. no. Jared Goff, no. year two. You did, you he, did not. He won. No, no, we're not putting, no. Two of those things are not like the others. Peyton Manning took a few years, but wasn't year one. It's, um, never, it's never year. Tell me, tell me the last time a rookie QB has won the Super Bowl. And it, it doesn't happen. It usually doesn't happen. Let me, let me look I, it up before we end the episode. It's I'm unheard curious. of. But I, it says something when we see uh, Justin Herbert, who, does, do, who, don't get me wrong, had a great year. Wasn't not by a lot of other – only by rookie standards. That's considered one of the best quarter, best rookie years a quarterback has ever had. It mm-hmm. says something when it's like yeah. that. So two quarterbacks – there have been no rookies that have won the Super Bowl, but two quarterbacks have won it in their first year as a starter. That's what I mean. Which two? You said one, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Which was the other? The other guy. Older. Mm-hmm. Not too old, but – I'm not sure. Kurt Warner. All right. With the Rams. Kurt Warner. He he was the last one to win Super Bowl, to win league MVP and win Super Bowl MVP in the same mm-hmm. season. Last and he did guy in his first that. season as a starter. Could so. have been Tom Brady if it weren't for Bill Belichick deciding, let's bench Malcolm Butler and see what happens. But, well, we'll we will never know. We'll never know. But – that being said, you got anything to say to people before we sign off? Have a good, have a nice day. All right, that was very bland. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Asses every single week. God bless you guys. Happy Passover if you are Jewish. Happy Palm Sunday if you are Christian or Catholic. Hope you guys have an amazing day. Roll that out your music. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.